0: Today, we've got another episode of PPC Talk where we dive deep into PPC strategy and today's guest is gonna give really great techniques on how he manages his campaigns both for launch and maintenance mode. And we're gonna learn why he has a thousand campaigns for only three SKUs. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And we've got a serious seller who, if you look at him wrong, he might beat you up. We're gonna talk about why that's the case in a little bit here. Mina, how's it going, man? Amazing,
1: amazing. It's Tuesday in California. It's sunny, I love it.
0: I love it too. It's sunny, always in California. But that that takes me to my first question is, are you from California? Where are you from? No, I'm not. I am actually, so I was born in Egypt. And then
1: uh, when I was two, uh, raised in Dubai up until I was 18, uh, then moved to Connecticut for college. So got my bachelor's, master's, uh, worked in the, you know, the field for like five years. And then uh, December of 2019, I moved to California, which is the best move anyone can ever make.
0: So other than Connecticut, you're pretty much used to sunny climate, uh, it seems.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I went to Connecticut. It was a
0: mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been freezing over there. I thought all in, of during the winter the time. Same. Yeah. So a growing, so like like when you were like eight, ten years old, was that in Dubai then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So growing up over there in Dubai, what was your, you know, hey, I wanna be this when I grow up.
1: Yeah. So, um, basically Dubai was incredible, but the thing is we don't have over there the best education system. So they said, okay, uh, you know, the, the way to do it is you graduate, you go to, you know, uh, America, Canada, UK, something like that. You get your bachelor's, you get your master's, whatever, uh, like higher education, and then, you know, get a few years experience and then come back to Dubai and you make a ton of money because you have like a, uh, bachelor's from outside and from like a, a foreign country and you, you have experience there. So that was kind of my plan is, you know. So even at an
0: early age, your parents had kind of like planned for you to go overseas for a university?
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. So that was kind of the plan. Everyone's plan was like that. Yep.
0: Interesting. Okay. And then did you ever think about what kind of profession you wanted? Like w- w- when you were 10 years old, were were you, were you one of those ones who already was trying to sell lemonade and trade baseball cards and being an entrepreneur or, or what did you have in mind at that no, time?
1: No, I, and I actually, it's, it's the opposite. I mean, I have a couple of entrepreneur uh, moments where I was selling like jawbreakers in school. Uh, I would buy, so these jawbreakers were in such high demand and you can only get them from Canada. But once I went to Egypt then I found that you can get them from Egypt. So what i did was so that no one knew that it was from egypt i would open them up and put them in these big bags like uh, you know like big baggies and then i'd take them to school and say yeah this is from canada i would buy them for it. like you know 10 cents and then I'd sell them for like a
0: couple dollars Wow. I love it. So entrepreneur from an early age. Now, when you came out here to the States, other than freezing in Connecticut, what was your major? Like, what were you studying?
1: So I studied chemical engineering and chemistry uh, for my bachelor's. And then my master's was in industrial engineering. So uh, from a young age, I knew I was going to be an engineer. Like that's how my kind of my brain works. I was programmed to, to be like that. So very good with numbers, uh, always good at math and, and physics and stuff like that. So from a young age, I knew I was going to be an engineer.
0: Okay, all right, interesting. So upon graduating with your master's, like did you go into that field initially or or what was your first kind of like full-time employment?
1: So in 2014, I graduated with my bachelor's. And uh, in 2013, I had already been working as an engineer. I was in new product development in a in a massive uh, surgical devices company. So kind of liked it. Uh, but there was a few elements that I can, you know, early on tell I wasn't going to like. Uh, I would work really hard and then people would be like, why are you working so hard? Like, you know, the work's never going to finish, right? And so that kind of turned me off.
0: Okay. Now on the side, you know, going back to the beating people up thing, you got into mixed martial arts, right? When was that?
1: 2013 is when I uh, started. So my friend had hit me up and uh, that was when I was-
0: Literally or (laughs) figuratively? No, no.
1: He he hit me up uh, figuratively. He was in Texas and uh, I was in Connecticut. He said, Hey man, I just joined MMA and you know, it's the coolest thing ever. And we're doing all these things. And uh, I was like, wow, and then I got jealous because I always wanted to like do like kung fu or, or kickboxing or some crazy stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too. I looked up uh, MMA gyms near me, and there was one that was like a mile down my house, and it was a Henzo Gracie gym, which is pretty famous. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And uh, I called. I said, hey, can I come? They said, yeah, come. We'll give you a trial. Uh, I went into wrestling as my first trial class out of the three different martial arts. And um, after I got out, she's like, how do you like it? I said, I wanna sign up. She said, you wanna do a year? I said, yeah, let's do a full year. And so signed up for a year and it was one of the best decisions I ever made.
0: Let's bring it to Amazon now. Like what got you into e-commerce? What was it, Amazon? And then if so, like how did you even find out about the Amazon opportunity?
1: So um, my story is a little bit different than everyone else's. I had decided to start a supplement company and uh, it just came about, I was on vacation and my dad was like, you know, what are you doing? We are talking about supplements and he's like, why don't you start your own company? So I figured, you know, why not? Like, let me look at if how feasible it is. I looked at how feasible it was, uh, you know, this, you know, like the kind of like a cool calculation said, oh, I can buy these things for five, make them for $5 and sell them for 20 or uh, 25. That's, you know, huge markup. Sure. So mm-hmm. started the, just decided I'm gonna start a business. Uh, October 10th of 2018, I incorporated and then, uh, you know, I announced, so well, before I announced anything, I kind of knew what I was going to make. I was uh, on keto and I needed uh, some electrolytes, like some serious electrolytes, not like the, the sugar packed, like, you know, 80 milligrams of sodium or and, and uh, potassium electrolytes. So yeah. I needed something serious because on keto, you're you're flushing out a ton of electrolytes because of you know how your uh their, your insulin sensitivity and, and your blood sugar is kind of like uh tanked and it's, it's very level so your body can't retain uh electrolytes so I said I'm gonna make this for myself I made it and uh, I I brought ingredients from Amazon uh, mixed it in a big tub at home and I said okay I'm gonna give it to a few of my friends so I bought golden bags and um, you know I, I sat down and, and brainstormed a good name with my uh, girlfriend at the time and we came up with hydrolyte so. I didn't tell anyone the name yet. I, you know, put the the stuff in the bags and, you know, obviously chemical engineering and chemistry background help with getting things uh, made pretty easily, Uh, put them in the bags and then gave them to my, a few friends at the gym. And I said, Hey, this company, they're new. They uh, trusted me with their new demo product. Don't tell anyone I gave you this, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I said, I want you guys to try it out. So they tried it out and they're like, Hey man, like I I feel a big difference uh, using this stuff. And I said, really? Because um, you know, I've been trying it and also feel a big difference. But I didn't want to, you know, kind of be biased. And they said, "Yeah, Yeah, yeah, we definitely feel a big difference. So I said, Okay, cool. This is actually my product. And they said, Yeah, yeah, stop playing. You know, this is not your product. What are you talking about? And so, anyways, I went home and I announced on Facebook, I said. Uh, Hey guys, uh, I started a supplement company, and you know, uh, you know, very happy and excited. And someone hits me up. He's a friend on Facebook. Says, "Hey, I got an MMA event uh, on November second. So, like three weeks later, uh, why don't you come and uh, I'll get you a table for free, a booth for free. Just bring a banner, bring your product, and you know, just show up and talk to people." I said, "Okay, done." So, kind of in those three weeks, uh, I made forty products, got my website up and running it wasn't a, an e-commerce website it was just like a kind of like a, a squarespace like two pages website um i didn't know anything at the time you know and i didn't know anyone who did e. i didn't even know what e-commerce was and so went there with the products and i sold 25 out of the 40 and people kept asking me where can i buy your products and so I lied to everyone and I said, it's going to be on Amazon soon. And that's how I got into Amazon. So because (laughs) I lied, I went home and I said, okay, I got to figure out how I'm I'm going to get on Amazon. Eventually, I I couldn't find any good information Mm -hmm. online. It was just too much clutter. So I called Seller Central and I said, I want to sell my supplements on your website. How do I do it? And they said, oh, no problem. You know, we'd love for you to sell uh, on our website. Uh, You know, we're gonna send you a package. They basically sent me like the, how to sign up for Seller Central email. Uh. I signed up for Seller Central. And then I said, okay, I signed up. Like, what do I do next? They said, okay, you need to get on gated for supplements. So we need, you know, X, Y, and Z paperwork from you. So I said, okay, one second went to the manufacturer, uh, just a a random one, got the paperwork from them, and then sent it in, uh, got rejected a few times, but on like the fifth time they approved it. And they're like, okay, congratulations, you're officially approved to sell on Amazon. So I said, okay, wow, now I got to figure out how to actually sell my products. So at that uh, time, I kind of was already talking to bulk uh, ingredient. Uh, manufacturers, I said, you know, maybe I'm gonna buy this stuff from bulk and make it at home. I'm gonna hire one of my friends from the gym, pay him like fifteen an hour to kind of fill up, uh, fill up the bags and stuff like that. So, uh, I hit him up and he said, yeah, yeah, uh, we can do custom formulas. Uh, send me your formula. I sent it, and he sent me a quote that was like really good.
0: All right, so now you know what you're pretty much known for, you know, on, on in Facebook is is a lot of your PPC strategies. So for the rest of the episode, we're gonna be talking about that. So let me just start off. First question is. In 2020, what was your biggest mistake in PPC? Like maybe you tried something different or, or you got into something that should have worked and it was a complete bomb and lost a lot of money. Was there, a, well, what sticks out in your mind? Anything like that?
1: For PPC, really nothing sticks out in my mind. I, honestly, like my main mistakes uh, were not PPC on Amazon. They were mainly like not launching enough products or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, diverting my attention uh, from things that worked. And I should have probably doubled down on PPC more uh, if we're going to look back. But 2020 and PPC, I didn't make uh, a lot of mistakes, really.
0: Okay, so then what, what's the opposite? What was your number one thing where, you know, you were just like, I'm going to give sponsored videos a try, or, or I'm going to do this one campaign, or I'm going to try this other method, and it was just your ROI on it was just ridiculous?
1: probably uh, so i created a tool and the tool this it was just it's an excel spreadsheet with a macro and it allowed me to launch more campaigns and the second that i did that i no longer dreaded using campaign manager to create campaigns and the second that i started creating like a massive amount of campaigns and i kind of like got into the flow the flow of things that's when i started seeing like a massive uh, roi because now I was able to launch, like I have like I think I think close to a thousand campaigns launched just for HydroLite. So
0: um, I was able to start launching a thousand campaigns. Yeah. A thousand. Yeah. For how many SKUs? Three. Well, OK, hold on. We got to talk about this. For... OK, so what, you know, came to your mind that says I need this many campaigns for it? And then why is it working? Because obviously, if it wasn't working, you wouldn't be having so many campaigns. So yeah. let's talk about that for a little bit.
1: Okay. So uh, I, I, a few things that I tested and it did not work. And so that's where, where like, why I ended up where I am. So the first thing is I uh, I started doing multiple ad sets initially and, or ad groups. When I was doing that, I realized that I can't really figure out where the money is going. Uh, I have a budget of a hundred dollars set up and then maybe you know, $80 is going to one ad group, $20 is going to another ad group. I had no control. So I said, okay, cancel ad groups. We're just going to keep it linear. One campaign, one ad group, and then the keywords. And so then I started off doing like a hundred keywords per campaign. And then I realized I would look at at the- Are we we
0: talking exact manual here campaigns?
1: Uh, Yeah. A hundred keywords, whatever, whatever you want, broad phrase, exact, it's a a manual keyword campaign. So- Okay. I would do 100 keywords and then i would notice that like 10 maybe 5 to 10 of them were getting impressions and then everything Mm -hmm. else was getting like either zero impressions or like two three impressions and so then i i realized okay what happens is when you do that amazon is going to say okay well what's actually working let's funnel all the budget there and all the ones with you know a lot lower search volume or whatever Let's let's not even show them up, you know, because there's a much higher chance that we're gonna convert into a sale with those higher keywords. And Amazon, if you think about it, the high their highest ROI is when you convert into a sale. You know, if if you for me in supplements it cost me about three dollars in PPC per uh, one product that I sell. But if I but one product that I sell in Amazon fees alone is. Close to seven dollars. So, okay. you know that's their highest ROI. So they they want you to sell. It's not that they don't want you to sell. Sure. So then I realized, okay, let's limit that the the ad groups to ten keywords. Because if I can only if I only have ten keywords in there, then all of them are going to start getting you know some budget and some juice. And so I started limiting my campaigns to ten keywords, and then. What I'm doing is every single keyword that I have, I'm launching it as broad, phrase, and exact. So those those are three campaigns for the same keyword. So let's say I got 10 keywords. That's 10 10 keywords are going to go in broad and then in phrase and then exact. That's three campaigns. And then those broad and phrase are discovering more and more keywords. And the auto is already discovering more and more keywords. So every time I look into the search term reports and there's keywords that I haven't already launched, I take them and I put them 10. 10 in broad, 10 in phrase, 10 in exact. So very, very three camp,
0: Three separate campaigns. Three
1: separate campaigns.
0: Okay, so th- then are you, so that you can make sure that your auto isn't duplicating efforts, like are you negative matching all of the ones that you're, you're exact targeting in your original auto campaigns? Or what are you doing there?
1: No, I I never negative match anything that's not working. In my auto campaigns, I only negative match things that are really bad. So if I have a lot of clicks and no sales or something that's irrelevant or, or something that's got, you know, quote unquote, bleeding me, I'll negative that. But if it's working and it's profitable, you might think that you can launch it as an exact keyword campaign and then negative it in auto. But a lot of people anecdotally, I think, will agree that Sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes I, a keyword that's performing incredible in auto, I launch it as a broad phrase and exact, and you know does horrible in exact. I don't know why, yeah. I, you know, but I'm just yeah. following the data. So I'll ne- never negative anything that's working well.
0: So what happens, you know, like when you have so many campaigns? Of course, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of different you know keyword families out there. Like you know, electrolytes. You know, you, you do a broader phrase. I mean, there's tons of different things. It would be completely different than the broader phrase on something like, you know, hydration, you know, it's a similar thing, but completely different keywords. So, but, but once you use, you have so many campaigns, I imagine that, that you have a lot of similar keywords in there. And how do you make it so that, you know, the broad and phrase campaigns, they're not trying to go for the same exact thing.
1: I mean, why should I prevent them from doing that? Whoever is giving me the better return on investment, that's the one Mm -hmm. that's going to keep you know, getting fed pretty much. So I don't look at things uh, and like evaluate them except with data. So let's. This is what I do. I'll launch, you know, uh, whatever, a hundred c- campaigns, and then I'll go into the bulk sheets. I'll download the bulk sheet and I'll okay. sort everything by ACOS, advertising cost of sales, largest to smallest. And then after that, I'll sort everything by clicks. And then anything under uh, like five clicks, I'll sort it by impression and so we have those three tiers in the top tier we have the stuff that actually has an ACOS anything that's above my target ACOS now target ACOS is going to depend on where you are in your journey when I'm launching my target ACOS is double my profit margin Um, you know a few months later it's about 1.5 times and then uh, you know later on maybe nine months later it's about uh, break even ACOS uh, break even profit margin and then after that, I'll go down to like 60% of the profit margin. And so the target ECOS is obviously changing depending on where I am in the journey. But if it's higher than the target Ecos, I'll lower the bid by 5 cents. If it's lower, I'll keep it the same. If it's lower than like 20% Ecos, I'll increase the bid by 3 cents just to you know try and get a little bit more visibility. Anything that's getting clicks over five clicks and no sales in the last seven days, I'm gonna lower the bid by 5 cents. And then anything that is getting under 300 impressions, I'm increasing the bid by 10 cents just to kind of give it a little bit more visibility. Now, I talked to Vince recently with Helium 10, Mm -hmm. and he suggested to instead of just bumping everything that's less than 300 impressions, bumping stuff that's less than 300 impressions and has a good click-through rate. And I think I'm going to start applying that because having a good good click-through rate uh, kind of – identifies that the keyword might be good. sure but generally when i when i do those you know uh, modifications or, or optimizations it's very data driven there's no i'm not looking yeah. at you know are there close keywords it, are is it doing well or is it not doing well if it's doing well it's going to keep getting fed if it's not doing well it, the bid is going to keep going down until you know there's no competition one of it's going to have a very low bid the other one is going to have a good bid and the one with the good bid is the one that's going to get the impressions and the sales
0: okay all right interesting by the way guys you know you might be listening to this and, and saying man that's going to be impossible for me to download my search term reports and, and have this kind of this kind of you know detail and it's not fair you know he's got he's got some you know fancy Excel macro but a lot of what he just said you know those of you guys who already have helium 10 the same uh, as long as you have the diamond plan if you're using ads a lot of this uh, functionality, that that Mina's talking about here. You guys can already do and program those rules in, like, hey, if it gets this many clicks, you know, raise it lower. If it's this a cost, etc. You guys all have the ability to do that, you know. So don't think that you have to be a genius as far as making macros in Excel, like like Mina does. Mina can do that. That's his specialty. We can do that work for you in ads. Now, let me ask you: as part of those one thousand campaigns, is there a, a lot of uh, product targeting, ASIN targeting campaigns as well in there? Yeah,
1: there's a ton. A ton because uh, there's a lot of new uh, products coming out every single day, especially with electrolytes. I've seen like an insane amount of products launched since 2018. Um, And you know what the beautiful thing is? So there's one type of uh, campaign that I run, it's called new, new arrivals. And I'll go type in my keyword on the top right, click sort by and then new arrivals, you can sort by price, and you can sort by uh, reviews and things like that. Uh, and I remember I used to use that stuff when I was looking for like the cheapest stuff. But you can sort by new arrivals. And then you can see all of your new competitors who just came in. And I target those a lot because those are the people that are probably running some random auto campaign or whatever. They don't know what they're doing. They're showing up in all these different places. And then, you know, I show up right under them. You know, the HydroLite OG has close to 1,600 reviews. Uh, The other ones have, you know, between 500 to 700 reviews. So I'm getting under those products showing up there. Mm Uh, right as they're Smart. launching and I'm stealing all of their sales. So yeah, I do run a ton of product targeting campaign, especially uh, where I can win. So ones that have yeah. lower reviews, more expensive than me, all of that kind of stuff.
0: All right. Quick break in the action for this episode's BTS. Remember, that could mean a number of things. Uh, Bradley's 30 seconds or brainstorm technical supplements behind the scenes, whatever you want it to mean, but here is my 30-second tip for the week. We've been talking about PPC in this episode. So one way for product targeting that's really cool, and this helped com- uh, companies as big as Lego, they've been talking about how they use this, is using ASIN Grabber in the Helium 10 Chrome extension. So let's say you just wanna like try out a whole bunch of different ASINs uh, to product target it and then to see which ones stick. Well, you can enter your main keyword or other keywords and then basically run ASIN and Grabber and it's gonna pull the top uh, 100 results, right? The, the organically ranked top 100 results on that page. And then you can take the top 50, you can take the top 25 or take all 100 and put them into separate campaigns like Mina talks about in this episode. So again, use ASIN Grabber to just get a, easy downloadable list of all your ASINs or all your competitors ASINs that are showing up for a keyword instead of trying to like copy and paste each ASIN one by one, download it to an Excel file and go ahead and create a product targeting campaign based off of that. Okay. Do you use Market Tracker in Helium 10 at all? I do. I do. I love Market Tracker in Helium 10 because it it kind of finds some of those new ones for you. I would imagine, right? Yeah, it
1: does. It does. It found. It finds a lot of new ones because every day uh, or every few days, I'll go in and I'll check what to add to my market but i love that it tells me when people are changing their prices and when people ah, got yeah. a certain a number of reviews and whatnot because it kind of notifies me hey is all of my market lowering their prices if so i need to lower accordingly just accordingly so i'm not kind of left having a much higher price than everyone else and uh my my sales will drop
0: okay all right, so we've talked about, you know, your basic, you know, campaign setup, your your keyword targeting campaigns and your structure. We've talked about product targeting in your niche. Are you allowed to do sponsored brand and sponsored display as well? I know sometimes in supplements there are certain ones that you're not allowed to do, but your yours you can, right?
1: Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's not a fat burner or anything like that, so I definitely can.
0: Okay. So which which ones are I mean, are you doing videos? Are you doing sponsored brands? Are you doing sponsored display? All of the above?
1: Yeah, all of the above. So right now I can't say that I am the best at sponsored brands and display. I've I just started using them. Sponsored videos have been amazing, so I I'm using that. Uh, I have a few videos that I'm running uh, and and the beautiful thing is I with one of the gyms that I am sponsoring, they are producing one video a month for me. So I'm taking that video and I'm adding uh like words into the video using, you know, one of my video editors abroad. It cost me about $20 mm-hmm. to do that. And I'm running new videos every single month, so that's been good—a uh, lot, a uh, very good ROI on that. Now, in terms of sponsored brands and sponsored display, I've just been running um, a lot of the same keywords, uh, and and I do retargeting, the, uh, retarget the audience that has visited the products, and then I pick certain products that I think are very aligned to my product, and I retarget those audiences as well. But again, I don't want to talk too much about sponsored brands and display because can't say I have. A lot of experience when it comes to sponsored products, definitely I I can, but uh, not the other
0: ones. Okay, all right. So let's just say, or when's the last time you launched a a new SKU? I just launched one right now, HydroLite Energizer. Okay, so let's talk about that. You know, for you know, for your launch, or for anybody else out there who is about to launch, like, what's your? Obviously, you don't start with 400 campaigns for for a brand new product. You, You you build that up gradually. So what's your? What's your, what's your launch strategy as far as PPC goes?
1: Okay, great. So I start with four auto campaigns, uh, close match, loose match, compliments, and substitutes. I'll break up my auto campaigns into four because they have different performances. So close match can have a really good performance. Uh, loose match can have not such a good performance. So I break them up. Uh, into the four different targeting groups because this way, if one is doing well, I can scale the budget a lot big bigger uh, and and not have to worry about the other ones. So, four auto. Can, campaign, can you
0: quickly explain to people who might not be familiar? I mean, like I know what that is, but how how do you find that inside of Seller Central when you start an auto campaign? How can they isolate it like that?
1: So, when you create the. Uh, the auto campaign scroll down and it's going to say what your default bid is under default bid it says set bid by targeting group so instead of clicking on the default bid click on the little button under that and it's going to open up and show you the four uh, targeting groups there's going to be a toggle button where you can turn on and off the targeting groups and you can set a bid by based on each targeting group so instead of you know setting a bid you can toggle off uh, loose match complements and substitutes and keep close match only on and that will result in having a, just a close match auto campaign. And then you can repeat the same process but then turn off close match, turn on loose match, turn off the other two and then you'll have a loose match uh, auto campaign. And so you can do that for all four.
0: Okay, and how do you how do you set your bid? Like, how do you decide, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to put my, you know, default bid $1. I'm going to put it $2. How, how do you decide that?
1: So that's a very good question. Uh, I don't think there is really, like, a, a right answer uh, because I, I don't even know. So right now, for me, I do $1. Uh, it's kind of like a low number for supplements. And so I know that starting off at that number, I'm not going to get killed right away. I always recommend you can start low and then work your way up until you're getting enough impressions and clicks. Um, but- it's just an arbitrary number i really there's no calculation that i can do i just look at what the suggested bids by amazon is and i kind of go like a little bit lower uh but there's no like exact number i haven't found like an equation where it's like hey you know plug this number in and and you're going to get a good starting point because it's all about uh kind of iteration so i start with a number and then based on the data i'm you know it's like turning on the shower you know i just turn on a few knobs and if it's too hot yeah turn it off and so uh, turn it lower and so on and so forth.
0: What about daily budget for each of
1: those four? Minimum of $100. Campa- hundred uh, I never start anything lower than $100. Uh, do not worry about your budget being completely used up. Start with a lower bid and prevent the budget from being used up through your bid, not through your budget. Having such a low budget, okay. Amazon will immediately detect, hey, this person doesn't have enough money to spend uh, f- from what I've seen. And they're basically not going to show you enough. But if you have a, a large budget and a small bid amazon's going to be like okay this person has a lot of money to spend but we can't show him right at the top obviously his bid is too low so show him kind of in the in the lower places and then you can slowly work your way up to till you, till you hit a sweet spot but you won't be throttled by amazon because they won't think hey this person doesn't have enough money to spend yeah um so yeah that so i have four auto campaigns and then i have uh, th- uh three campaigns, broad phrase and exact for my main keyword. Now, main key, this is how I get my main keyword. Uh, you're gonna go in and you're gonna type in whatever you think your main keyword is and you're gonna look at your top 10 competitors and go and look at their titles. It's generally the keyword that is the closest and, and you can do that in helium ten, or you can do it just in the regular Amazon. It's the it's the first keyword they have, and, and you know technically, if you know what a canonical is, it's the first you know the first five keywords uh, sort of thing. Look at the first keyword that they have. So, hydrolyte electrolyte powder, electrolyte powder would be the main keyword, and by definition, it's the high, the most relevant, highest search volume keyword. So, those are three more campaigns, and then do I'll do another broad phrase and exact. Uh, keyword campaigns for the top 10. Now, this is where Helium 10 comes in. I'll go and I'll find in my top 10 competitors. I'll go into Cerebro. I'll do a reverse ASIN lookup of all the top 10, which is going to give me a ton of keywords, obviously like 14,000, something like that. But then I'll click advanced filters and I'll go into minimum ranking competitors and I'll do one minus the number of ASINs that I put in. So if I put in 10, I'll put nine minimum ranking competitors. That'll bring out the intersection of all of the keywords between those 10 ASINs, which will give me a very, very high quality list of keywords. Um, I can sort by search volume and I'll pick the top 10 keywords. Just make sure, you know, sometimes weird keywords sneak in there. So make sure that those those top 10 high search volume keywords all make sense. And those are my top 10 keywords. And so I use those keywords, the, the, those campaigns, the main keyword campaign and top 10 keyword campaigns to give me a lot of like ranking juice uh, and basically help me rank pretty quickly after that i'll have uh, a category refined targeting campaign basically it's a it's a product targeting campaign i'll look at all of my competitors categories helium 10 chrome extension 100 you need it for this uh it'll save you a ton of time but if you have the helium 10 chrome extension you can see all of the sub -sub subcategories of every single uh product and then list all the subcategories go into helium uh, into Amazon Campaign Manager, create a campaign. It's gonna be a product targeting campaign and it's gonna be based on the category. And then uh, don't do all of the categories together. Do one at a time and click refine on the category when you're targeting it. And you can, and I usually set the price, the minimum price is higher than my product and that the the number of reviews is three stars or less. So this way I know that for a fact, if someone sees a three star uh, product and then sees my product, which is gonna have at least like five five stars or ten five stars i can get that in like the first week then they're gonna probably opt in for mine especially if mine is cheaper so that's one thing that i'll run then i'll get into the branded keywords so Anything that has the word MMA Nutrition or Hydrolyte in it, so MMA Nutrition is the name of the company, Hydrolyte is the name of the brand of the product, and anything that has that, so MMA Nutrition, Electrolytes, Hydrolyte, Electrolytes, all the misspellings of Hydrolyte, all of that stuff, that's all branded keywords, so if anyone searches that, like they see it on my Instagram, you know I promote my stuff a lot, Um, if they see it there and they go search on Amazon, I want them to see my product right away, so I'll... Target a broad phrase and exact three separate campaigns, all the branded keywords. Uh, then I'll create a product targeting campaign targeting all of my own products. So I'll have, um, you know, uh, for the new Energizer, I'll target the unflavored, the Blue Raz, and the Mango Pineapple with the Energizer. So whenever someone clicks on one of my products which i'm already running a ton you know a thousand campaigns on they scroll down and they're going to see the energizer so that's going to be a very easy way to upsell my products uh when i launch new products and new flavors and things like that Um, then from there i'll also do the new arrivals just because i know i get reviews way faster than my competition um and so i target the new arrivals because in probably in two weeks uh, i'm gonna have more reviews than them and that's pretty much it for uh,
0: my launch strategy so are all of, you know, this is almost sounds like what, 20, 25 campaigns to start? Yeah, around 20 campaigns, yeah. Are all of these you're doing from day one? Or, you know, some people say, hey, start from day one. Me personally, that's what I do. Other people say, no, you know, wait a week or so just to get some reviews. But uh, what, what's your strategy as far as that goes?
1: Yeah, from day one. Probably, yeah, okay. I mean, in day two, day three, I'm already getting reviews. So um, it's it's not
0: an issue. Okay. You know, I, I probably should have asked this before, so we can put things into perspective. Now, that that three SKUs is that including the new one? So it was two SKUs for most of this year, or is no. now it's four? Now it's four,
1: and, and this okay, is just so for the Hydrolyte three, brand. But, I have other brands too, but yeah, this is just for Hydrolyte.
0: Okay, so for the Hydrolyte bl- brand that that you mainly had three SKUs for the year, what you know, what, what's your twenty twenty estimated you know gross revenue going to end up being?
1: Mm, probably like one point two million.
0: One point two million from just those SKUs. Now, how much of that would was generated by uh your PPC campaigns, would you say?
1: This is that's hard to say because I know for a mm-hmm. fact that like campaign manager will say that, you know, maybe I made what like two, three hundred thousand dollars. But I know if yeah. I turn off my PPC, like I'm not gonna make any sales. I, I made that mistake before in twenty nineteen, uh, never to make it again. But yeah, in twenty nineteen I said uh, oh, you know, if I'm making most of my sales organically and my PPC looks like the ACOS is crazy, what if I just turn yeah. off the PPC? I turned it off and my sales went to like one or two a day.
0: Okay. what 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 What's your your uh, ACOS about right now uh, overall? Total ACOS
1: is uh, around uh, 14, 15%. My campaign manager okay. ACOS is like
0: 88%. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm assuming you have like subscribe and save uh, turned on for yeah. your product?
1: I have subscribe and save. I have about... Seven hundred and fifty on the OG and uh, maybe three hundred on the other two. So,
0: so then you know, like you said, you you're paying three four dollars sometimes uh, for for a purchase, but you're more than making up for that that spend on the long term because you get somebody on subscribe and save, and now you're never spending a cent on PPC for them, and they're automatically replenishing, right? Exactly. Yep. Is that strategy just because you know? This is for you know supplements and stuff or some of your other brands if they're not supplements like are you pretty much doing the same general strategy for everything?
1: So generally, I have the same strategy except if it's not supplements, if it's if it's not something that's consumable or or, or like a recurring purchase, I'll probably be, be a, a lot less aggressive. So just low, I mean, I'm going to launch the same campaigns and I'm still going to launch a thousand campaigns. I'll probably just be, start with lower bids and be very careful working my way up. So with supplements, I'm okay, you know, blowing through some money because if you think about it, it's massive brand awareness. I'm getting right now, like, seven to eight million impressions a month uh on my product so it's a lot of impressions a lot of people are seeing the brand hydrolyte so for me spending a little bit more money doing that is not a problem because people are going to know my products and then they're going to come back later and buy them but if, if it's a one-time purchase thing i would start more cons not not on the budget on the bid level more conservative and then work my way up a little bit slower uh to try and like Prevent any wasted spend, but I was. You still have to launch aggressively, and you still have to, you know, get that the velocity and the volume. In. Because remember, when when we started the honeymoon phase, and I mean, you know, this you went to the Maldives for the honeymoon, right? <laughs> yes. So, so, um, I'm I'm really trying to tell the Amazon algorithm like this product yeah. is selling. So, it, it's an investment. I'm willing to to lose some money. Uh, but I'd just be a little bit more conservative after that. Launching so many more campaigns, uh, just keep the bids lower and work my way up.
0: Okay. Now, are you, you know, because you're so aggressive on your PPC at launch, is that pretty much all you do for launch, or do you still do like things like search find buy or things like that?
1: Uh, so mainly PPC. Sometimes I do search find buy. So I did it once with the mango mm. pineapple in it worked pretty well. So I'm probably going to continue to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally I fully rely on PPC. Uh, for my other brands, I relied on PPC. So I didn't do the search, find, buy, but it, search, find, buy does work. So the combination yeah. of both okay. does work.
0: Last question is, is are you doing any sponsored or or paid ads off Amazon? You know, be it Google or be it Facebook or social media, or are you spending any money off of Amazon for advertising, in other words?
1: Okay, so I'm glad you asked me this question. Um, I actually went through a phase where I was doing a ton of Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, all of this stuff, um, and then I read the book, The One Thing, and I realized that I was spending way too much time worrying about a million different things when I should should have been spending my time focusing on the one thing that was generating me the most money, which is Amazon PPC. So. In August 2019, I took a big step back and I said, I'm going to focus and go all in on PPC and not worry about this other stuff. So right now, I'm working on slowly building uh, an overall uh, marketing strategy, So, which will include Facebook, Instagram, uh, everything. But I'm laying it out first. I'm building the entire funnel start to finish. I'm getting all the pixels in, all the, the tags, everything like that. If someone visits my website, if someone goes to Amazon, retargeting uh, on YouTube all of that kind of stuff building it out first having a very clear direction of what I'm going to do and then running the stuff uh, you know one channel at a time versus just kind of like messing around a little bit with Facebook messing around with Instagram and then you know spending a lot of spend you know ad spend and, and not getting a good ROI yeah. so yeah so so far nothing just PPC but for 2021 I'm going to have a really good uh, strategy going into paid Ads and, and I am definitely going to invest in it.
0: Okay, what what else are your just overall general you know goals? So it doesn't have to be necessarily only PPC related, but what's twenty twenty one have in store for you?
1: So twenty twenty one, I really want to get HydroLite to at least eight SKUs, uh, if not ten. Uh, so I want to be a lot more aggressive. I, I want to grow the revenue to around four million. Uh, a year total for HydroLite. For my other brands, you know, just working hard. Another big goal for me is to really build a strong team and culture. Right now, I have four people, and you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm the best person at hiring. I am really good at standard operating procedures and systems. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen my stuff, but, um, I really want to get into uh, into a position where I have a strong team and, and a really good team culture. And, you know, because I, I know that having a really strong team is what's going to take me to the next level. And so I really, my goal for 2021 is to have a, an incredibly strong team, everything kind of streamlined and optimized and then be able to scale my businesses relying on my team. Um you know and and kind of implement uh, figuring thing, new things out, implementing them, passing it on to the team, having them take over um and so, yeah, that's kind of one of my biggest goals for twenty twenty one
0: cool, now you've been giving us a lot of uh, amazing and really awesome uh strategies and tips throughout this episode, but we have this thing on the show that we call the TST or the t s t thirty second tip. so what's something that you haven't mentioned yet that you can say in thirty seconds or less, highly valuable? Highly actionable for our listeners out there.
1: Okay, so this is one thing that everyone turns away from and I didn't. Um, Go to date range reports. So go to Amazon, report uh, payments, reports, payments. Uh, And then on the third, I think, tab, it's date range reports. Download it for the last month, so probably like November. And- Look at every single piece of it. It's it's going to make your stomach turn. It's a lot of it's, it's Excel, you know. It's a lot of accounting, but you need to understand your numbers. It's going to show you every single dollar that came went in and, and came out of your Amazon account. It's going to show you every uh, you know unit you sold. It's going to show you how much you spent on advertising, how much you spent on everything, and the better that you understand the date range reports and that you better that you can identify all the different expenses uh, if you have a very solid accounting system if you can understand your numbers you see okay this is how much money is coming in uh, this is my you know cost of goods this is my expenses this is my net profit for the month if you can understand uh, your your accounting uh, you know your p l from a, an accrual basis pL based on a cash basis uh, balance sheet all of that um, it's very difficult. You're probably going to need to hire some people on the way as consultants. Don't just try and outsource everything. Uh, you know, don't pass things off that are incredibly important to the business. So, hire these consultants. Try and understand. Uh, you know how the p ls work and how accounting works. And once you understand your numbers, you truly understand your numbers. Uh, it's going to take you to the next level in your business because. Without understanding your numbers, without seeing where everything is going, coming in and, and going out and everything, you just you're kind of just blind, uh, and and you're not really a good business owner. So that was one of the things that I always turned my uh, eyes away from. I had messy books, um, you know, different credit cards, and and you know, stuff was all messed up. So once i really sat down with someone and they explained everything to me and i i faced the the it's it's really like the 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 nasty trash that you have to kind of like dive in and once i dove in like fully dove in i became like 10 times better as a business owner so that's a 30 second tip it's you know not something that uh you people want to hear because they want to hear oh you know just go ahead and compress your images and then your you know amazon page is going to load faster um you know and quote unquote hacks, but this is the real business stuff. If you really want to build a business, uh, if you want your company valuation to be a lot better than, you know, it is, if you have messy books, understand your numbers, understand how to do accounting and and PNLs and and the nasty stuff that no
0: one wants to deal with. Okay, cool. That's a good, I mean, longer than 30 seconds, but Hey, it's important. (laughs) My bad. Important stuff right there. Love it. Now, if people want to uh, reach out to you, find you uh, on the interwebs, ask you uh, more information, possibly get your help on PPC and things, how can they find you out there? Uh,
1: so a few ways, uh, Mina Elias, M-I-N-A space E-L-I-A-S on Facebook, uh, at Egyptian underscore prescription underscore Elias on Instagram, if you want to kind of see how my life is. Uh, I have a, a PPC, a free PPC, uh, like one hour training, uh, a It's on theppcuniversity.com if you want to go check it out. And uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up. I pretty much answer all of my DMs. How, always happy to help people. Uh, We also have an Amazon seller meetup in LA. So if you're in LA, uh, Bradley, you know, you got to come and and support us. Uh, but I've been to one so far. Yeah, you've been to one. So we need to get you consistently, but it's monthly yep. and, you know, really want to bring the community t- together to help each other out. And, uh, you know, when I started out, I, I really struggled a lot and I'm trying to make sure that not everyone has to struggle the same way I did.
0: Yep. All right. Sounds good. Well, Mina, thank you so much for Coming on here, and we definitely want to reach out to you, you know, next year and, and let's just see, uh, let's see if you were able to hit those goals and, uh, let's see how your, uh, your, uh, fighting career has gone too in the last year.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Talk to you then.